First thing I want to say is, I praise the Lord for this house. And because uh, God is good, give us a good house. Oh, I'm very pleased. It's great to see Sashka Marusa's house come together. And uh, everyone else, your houses are on the way. The Bible talks about, the Bible doesn't even talk about house, it talks about houses. So, I mean, let's, uh, you know, I mean, let's, uh, faith doesn't cost anything. And, uh, you know, you have what you say, what you say out of your mouth, you will eventually have. And it's important on uh, Thursday night, I was in uh, Malakanari. I was talking about vision. Really just writing down where you want to go with your life. And believe in God. You know, we, we were believing God for quite a few years for a minibus. And, uh, and I want to just talk a little bit about that. First of all, I and because uh, we always preach. We're a bunch of preachers. And I believe this is, you know, we, we worship the Lord and we do a lot of other things, but primarily we preach God's Word. It says, how should they hear without a preacher? It doesn't say, how should they hear without a worship band? So uh, the first scripture I want to just quickly look at in, is in 1 John chapter <coughs> 1 John chapter 5 and verse 6 says this. That's, so 1 John chapter well, look, Before I start really getting into it, let me just pray. Father, I just thank you for all my brothers and sisters who are with us today. Thank you that we got Christmas coming up now. It's a time to rest and relax and be with our families. Father, thank you for all the victories of the last year. And we thank you for all the victories ahead of us in 2009. And we just thank you that you're right in the midst of us now. To once again speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. It says, um, For everyone that is born of God overcomes the world. This is in verse 4 of uh, 1 John chapter 5. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Verse 5 says, Who is he that overcomes the world? 
Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So we do believe Jesus is the Son of God. And through studying Jesus and studying the Word of God, we will overcome the world. And I often say that means that my life, our lives don't have to be like our mom and dad's lives. Sometimes uh, many people out there, all they're doing is just, just coping with what the life is throwing at them. But when it's overcoming the world, I believe it means you know being successful, fulfilling what God wants us to do. The world, the world often says you're not going to have a house of your own, you're not going to have a car of your own, you're not going to have a church of your own. But, the, but, but, the, but when we overcome the world, we said, yeah, you said this, but that's what happened. God's word came true in my life. And everything he said to me came true. And I want to just talk about I want to talk about asking. Look in Mark 11:20. Uh, Mark 11:23 first. And I want to draw a distinction between these two verses. Oftentimes I use talk a lot about Mark 11.23 which says I tell you the truth, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Now this, in my mind, this verse is about getting rid of things that ought not to be in our lives. Mountains. Things. The clearest example is, uh, you know, Joanna Phillips the other day, Shane's wife, um, the baby had a, something wrong with it, sickness, attacking the body. Joanna perceived in her heart that she had authority over this sickness. She spoke to it and it left the kid. And we often see Jesus doing this. He spoke to storms. 
Peter's mother-in-law, Lazarus, there was a command. And uh, I wouldn't even call that prayer. Because praying is when we actually engage with God, we're talking with God. You know, I don't have conversations with my dog over here. She comes out of this basket too far. It often has an intonation in the voice. I go, Maxi, and we do that in the name of Jesus. But let's look at Mark 11.24. It says this. Therefore I tell you whatever you ask for in prayer. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So the amazing thing is that God tells us to ask. Ask. And uh, let's just look at this word ask, and I just want to follow it through the New Testament. Because religion tells us you can't ask God for nothing. And it also says that if you do ask, normally the answer is no. <laughs> But is that what the Bible actually says? Here in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7 it says this. Matthew 7, 7. <coughs> it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So first verse, it doesn't say ask and maybe it will be yes and maybe it will be no, depending on what mood I'm in. Then in verse 8 it says this, For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. To him who knocks the door will be opened. So, so the beginning of verse 8, for everyone who asks, receives. I'm getting excited already. <laughs> you know, we're not talking about the guy next door here, we're talking about Jehovah Almighty God. And then he goes on to say, he says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? 
Или, а, има ли помежду ви човек, който ако му поиска синът му хляб да му даде камък или ако поиска риба да му даде змия? If you then though you are evil know how to good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? И тъй ако вие, които сте зли, знаете да давате блага на чедата си, колко повече отец ви, който е на небесата, ще даде блага на тези, които искат от него? You know, in the, in the previous chapter it's talking about clothing. It's talking about all the things that people run after. Look at it, it says in verse 6, in Matthew 6 verse 31, it says, Do not worry saying what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear. And for the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. <coughs> no, God's not stupid. He knows that we need clothes. And I think he expects us to wear decent clothes. He knows that he wants us to live a he wants us to live a long time on this earth. So we should be eating decent food. You know, he wants us to not be involved in car wrecks, and so we should have decent cars. You know, when it's time to go preaching, I should be able to start my car anywhere. You know, I'm his ambassador. And I should be a good representative of him. I'm not talking about showing off, but I'm just saying it. You know, I should look good. Yeah, your kids represent you. And so therefore you dress them good as best you can. You know, it'd be wrong when Sash Kamarusi are looking so fine. Uh, and there's Sarah all looking like she's raggy and dressed badly. We go, what's going on? You see, and I want to take this out, you know, religion says, yes, you can ask for the lost souls in India. You can ask for other people, but you can't ask for yourself. That just simply is not accurate according to the scripture. Matthew 18 says this. It says, uh, <coughs> what's the word ask in Bulgarian? Iski. 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 Okay. Matthew 18 says, in actually, Matthew 18 18 is interesting. It says, I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's a lot, lot that's quite a lot like Mark 11:23 when it talks about speaking to mountains, taking authority. 
Мате, в Марка 11.23, когато заповядваме на планината да се премести. Позволяваме на някои неща да бъдат, на други да им забраняваме да бъдат. You know, many, many things that are going, uh, are going wrong in this world are, are motivated by devils and demons. <coughs> Twice since we've been living in this house, the kids have been bullied at school. Both occasions it was come to, when you come to school tomorrow we're going to beat you up in the playground. That's what the kids said. Um, you don't remember that? No, no I will remember it too. Uh, yeah? And the kids don't want to go to school the next day. I, mean, I remember like that. I didn't want, you know, I remember being bullied the same way. And you don't want to go to school. <laughs> but my mother, when it happened to me as a kid, my mother prayed and that bully forgot me. Supernaturally. I mean, on Saturday he's promising to kill me. And on Monday he's forgotten that he even said that. And with my kids, uh, both occasions, the next day they went to school, there was no problem at all. Because I bound the devil that was pushing the kid, push my kid. When it comes to devils and demons, we treat them like the dog. But when we come to our Father God, we, 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 we're polite, we aren't. You know, we don't command God around like he's... You know, our pet. But, but the devil, you can treat him like a whatever you want to treat him like. You see the two sides of this. Verse 19 says, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask, it'll be done for you by my Father in heaven. It's really important with married couples that you're in agreement, you know? You know, if Joe wants to live in a flat and Shagan wants to live in a house in the country, there's a slight discrepancy here. You gotta get because you're married and you've got to live in the same place, you've got to get an agreement. You know, in a church environment the elders need to be in agreement. And so that this is this is this is important. It's talking about when two or three agree. But it but it says it'll be done for you by my Father who is in heaven. Some of the most amazing scriptures are found here in the book of John, uh, in the Gospel of John. And I'll, I want to show you John 14, uh, in John 14, and 
you know, it really helps my faith to just probably every couple of days recently I've been reading through all of these scriptures. And reminding myself that God told me to ask and I have asked. And it says here and and that has helped my faith. It says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me, this is verse 12, will, will do what I have been doing. And, and he will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Now I'm going to get a little bit technical on that verse. This verse is more to do with Mark 11:23, which is speaking to mountains. Because Jesus promises that He will do it in His name. I'll show you what I mean. Because if you go, if you just go to one chapter to Mark 16 and verse 23, it says this. Sorry, John 16:23, just just over the page. It says, "In that day, you will no longer ask me for anything." I tell you the truth. Uh, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Now, when I was a little kid, I used to pray to Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, could you help me do this? Dear Lord Jesus, could you help me do that? And when I, be, when I got into some of the teaching of the Bible, I realized that wasn't accurate. In prayer, we go to the Father in the name of Jesus. But when we take authority over things, when we bind and we lose things, we use the name of Jesus. You know, this is a technical document. This is this is a legal document. And people will, and the devil will fight us over every word of this. So it isn't just a matter of, you know, yeah, you can pray to whoever you want to. We need to follow the instructions. Because how sloppy do you get? I mean, the next thing you do, you thought the Catholics pray to Mary, and that's not even in the Bible. So let's look at this. It says, "In that day, you will no longer ask me anything." This is the day when Jesus is now, when He's in heaven. Um, you, uh, I, I tell you the truth, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. 
So the concept is, is that if you ask God something, He will give it to you. Houses, cars, things that you need for the ministry. There's a famous verse from the book of James that says you have not because you ask not. You know, it's going to be a real shame to get to heaven when we realize that we could have had so much more on this earth. And we didn't ask. Look here, I'm going to give you more scripture to underline this. In, in, in John 15, which is wedged between these two chapters that we've just read. Verse 15, verse 7 says, If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and I'll be given you. So, wow, well, I mean, that's a blank check. <laughs> Uh, you know, God's saying whatever you want, I'll give it to you. <clears throat> now, I want to just bring in the, 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 the thing of the will. It does have to be in accordance with God's will. <clears throat> you know, I can't ask for someone else's wife. Because that's out of the will of God. Plus, I've already got a wife. <laughs> I can't ask for Sashko's car because it, it belongs to Sashko. But I could ask for one just the same or better. You can't ask for my house because it's my house. But you can get a better one than this. So we've got to be careful that we teach people that, you know, God, God, we, God won't break His will. We can't be covetous. You know, we can't, we can't, um, bend people's wills when it comes to human beings. You know, I heard, I heard a crazy story about the, the group of uh, young people at a Bible school. And a young girl, she spotted herself a good, handsome, strapping young man. And she asked God for him. And she believed she received him. And she even went as far as ordering wedding invitations. Getting the princes. I did everything apart from tell the guy that she wanted it. There was no wedding and they never got married, it all fell to pieces. Because we have a, we have authority over devils and demons. And we can ask God for, you know, 
inanimate objects and things like that don't have a will. But when it involves other people, you, that's where you've got to get an agreement. And so if you want to marry someone, obviously you've got to be in agreement to get married. Because, you know, I don't have the right to make Milena do anything. You know, she does stuff for me because she loves me and she wants to submit to me. And we all, you know, in our relationships with each other, we do stuff for each other, we submit to each other. And that's important that we don't, we can't use prayer to manipulate people. When you start doing that, you're edging into an area of what we call, you know, it's like witchcraft, it's wrong. A couple more scriptures, just to keep the same, the same thing. It's, it says this, it says, um, You didn't chose me, but I chose you. This is in verse 16. And appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So here again, God saying, ask in my name. Bring your requests to me. Look now in the book of, uh, look, look, look here in the book of Philippians, chapter 4. And it, it, it's important to look at the scriptures. It's very important to look at these scriptures and underline these scriptures. I've got a whole stack of Bibles here and you can have yourselves to them afterwards if you want a new Bible or you want to give Bibles away to people. But God, um, you know, so often... When we when we do ask God something, it's it's good to write it down. It's good to make you know. If I go to the mayor and I I know exactly what I want to say to the mayor. Well, yeah. Normally, when I you know, me and she are going to be into the mayor a lot of times in the mayor of Eastern, and we know exactly what we're going to say to that mayor before we go. Well, what I'm trying to say is that we. We need to, so oftentimes it's good to write down what we want. You know, I've got pieces of paper. When I, I've got a piece of paper. I'm sure I've got a piece of paper where I wrote down that minibus. So I, want, I was believing God for a minibus. Me and Sashko went to Plovdiv Fair a few years ago and took photographs in front of vehicles. <laughs> it's this whole part of asking God, part of the vision. 
Because once you've asked, you go into that position of believing you receive it. And, and, and that you have to fight a fight of faith. And you get into a position where you, you've asked for something and it hasn't arrived yet. And you, you've got to have confidence that God is not a man that he should lie. And that's why it's important to keep going over the scripture and say, yeah, God's home in what's going to Because often there's a time period between asking and receiving. In Jesus' case, there was a fig there was a 24 hour gap between the fig tree being cursed and the fig tree drying And many some things come through real quick and some things take long. But, you know, even if it takes 10 years to, for us all to get our houses, we, we got them. And Kenneth Hagin used to say, he said, if you're prepared to stand forever, it won't take very long. It would indicate that God's will for Abraham was that he should have had a child 25 years earlier than he did. It's interesting that when God showed up when he was 99 years old and changed his name to Abraham, which is father of many nations. And he started walking around telling everyone I'm father of many nations. Within three months Sarah was pregnant. And so all, the, the miracle power of God obviously changed Abraham's body and Sarah's body. So it doesn't need to take that long. And it's according to our faith. If we're constantly saying, oh, it's not working, God is not here, God So here it says again, I'm going to get back again. This is, this is what God has told us to do. First, uh, Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything but prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God. So I, I recommend that you write things down that you've asked God for. And then, particularly now, Gillian, me, and Milena, we, we're working on a few things we've asked God for. And we, we, we pray every day about it and remind God about it. I don't ask. 
all the time. I don't every time we pray, I don't go and ask again. <coughs> you know, the other day we went to the mayor of Eastergen's office and he said to me, you're not going to talk to me about what I told you to do last time. He, the, mayor of, the, the, the deputy mayor of Eastergen said, I've already told you, God, you've already asked for something, I've already told you what to do, don't ask the same thing again. That's what he said to us. No, he wasn't. But he was concerned that we were going to just come into exactly the same thing again. You know, you wouldn't do that in a natural. You wouldn't just show up at the mayor's office every single week and ask him the same thing. Eventually they'll stop you even coming in. You know, and with God we can, well, I believe we ask once. And, and then we believe that we've received it. And we enter into thanksgiving. This prayer talks about thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Here's another scripture that's very important in the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 3 and this is a verse of scripture that we like to read occasionally it says now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine In Philippians 3.20 you know, God wants to do more than we ask. You know, if my kids ask for an iPod or they ask for a lot, they ask for an MP3 player or something. And, and they, they show it to me in the Metro magazine and it says 40 lever. And I go to Metro and I can see it for 40 lever there. And I, but I can see a better one for 60. And I got 60 on me. I will buy the 60. Because that's my heart. I want to do better. If I had all the money in the world, I'd buy, them, I'd buy them a gold-plated one. Because that's my heart. How much more does God want to do stuff for us like this? Here in the book of, um, finally up into the book of 1 John, uh, the, the letters of John, and uh, it's interesting that John repeated this more than anything. But it says in chapter 3, it says, um, Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. This is in verse 21. 
And we receive from Him anything we ask. Because we obey His commands and do what pleases Him. You know, we are pleasing Him. We're all doing our level best to push His kingdom out. I don't think any of us are deliberately doing stuff that God doesn't want us to do. Now I can say here, look, you know, I'm doing everything you, everything I know what to do to, to, to please you. And therefore I've got confidence to ask. You know when I know that I'm doing everything to please Milena, that I know, I've got confidence to ask. If you know, you know, if you, if you, go, if you, you know, if you, if you feel like, hey, I, I know I've done something to upset God, well then you just need to sort it out. But you should know. You know, I, know if I, I know if I've ticked off Milena. And I normally know exactly what I need to do to sort it out. How much more do we know what to do when God's upset? You know, we know that the Holy Spirit says you've got to go and say sorry to a few people and you've got to repent. Finally here, and this is in, in the end of the book of John, this is in John chapter 5, near where we started. And verse 14 says this. It says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. Now, if God didn't want us to have stuff, he shouldn't have written it in the Bible. <laughs> and I just read you about, I don't know, five or six scriptures where God had clearly said, ask. Now, when we do ask, it's time to God to make it happen for us. Yeah, we can make steps of faith and we can look for houses or cars and we can, we can do certain things in the natural. But we mustn't, we mustn't make an Ishmael. Sarah got impatient and said, okay, well, I'm going to work it all out. And she gave Abraham her servant and was, they were allowed to do that in those days and this boy called Ishmael was born. And God said, "Okay, you've had this baby Ishmael, but this is not the what. This is not the promise." 
And I believe that it's important that what we've asked is that I don't need to write letters. I don't need to write letters to everybody in the world. I don't need to. Well, what I'm saying is, I don't need to try and make things happen in my own way. You know, the Bible talks about those that believe have entered into rest. You know, so when I've asked something, and God has said to me, yeah, I'll do it, no problems at all. I can just say, thank you, Lord, praise Jesus. You know, um, Steph Jones Service have asked him for me to bring this video camera down. They don't need to sit around worrying about whether it's going to come or not. <laughs> Craig has got a track record of generally doing what you ask him. And so even though you might be standing in Shakira and go, hey, Craig isn't here yet. <laughs> you can normally guarantee that if I said I'll be there in the morning or in the afternoon, I will show. If I say I'm coming to one of your services, normally I'll show. Or you get a phone call to say, I'm sorry, you know, I've got problems, I can't make it. How much more is God faithful to what you say? Amen. Amen. Let's just pray to finish. Father, I thank you that you want us to have everything we need to do our jobs. Everything for life and godliness. That you delight to give good gifts to your children. And Lord, forgive us for not actually putting more demand on you. And having such small visions for our lives. But Lord, we're changing all that. And we're going to be asking you for big things. And bring much glory for you. And give us all the equipment we need to preach this gospel to the nation. Amen. Lord, your word says that when we delight in you, you give us the desires of our hearts. And we thank you for this. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.